Welcome, everybody, to episode 144 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. And I'm Will. Just me and Will today. Yeah. Uh, me and Corey had previously done an episode by ourselves, but it's just, just me and Will today. So all that's left is me and Eric doing an episode by ourselves. Um, I have to be here because it's in my house, and I'm the only one that knows how to run all the equipment. So yep. I, I, I do have to be here for every episode. So, uh, you know. So You're here for the long haul. I'm here for the long haul. That's right. Um, our episode today is going to be a Child of Light preview, uh, and I specifically wanted Will here for this one because it's one that uh, him and I are both uh, equally excited for. I actually wanted to do one of my watch out for, but I'm still trying to figure out logistics of that. So I guess we d- we decided to to do a preview episode for for Child of Light and and try some different things during during the main segment. So. That's what our main topic is going to be on. Other than that, it's going to be a you know standard episode. We'll have you know feedback and nibble bits as usual, and whatnot. So, uh, Will, you want to get started with nibble bits? Sure. Um, Divinity: Original Sin is leaving Steam early access June twentieth. Uh, this is a game that I saw a little bit in Game Informer about, and it mm-hmm. kind of sparked my interest a little bit. But I saw it was early access, so I generally try to avoid those type of games. Yeah. Uh, for right now, but. Yeah. This is a game I'm looking into and I might get over the summer when it looks cool. Yeah. I never did you play any of the other Divinity games? No, I have one of them on Steam and I just haven't played it. Mm, yeah. Cuz there's a few, there's what three or four of them. Three. Yeah, there, yeah, there's I think three maybe. Okay. But I'm not sure exactly. Yeah. Uh, my next one is Zynga has lost half of its active users within the last year. They went from 53 million to 27 between 27 and 28 million, which is still a lot of people, but compared to before number is yeah you know sliced it's horrible (laughs) well i mean it's good i I like hearing that because because of their business practices but we hate zynga here oh yeah oh yeah not as bad as king.com now but no yeah whole candy crush thing yeah king took over after zynga kind of fell off the map a little bit yeah so now we have our hatred aimed towards somebody else yeah another one of the quote-unquote mobile publishers mobile mobile games are just dirty sometimes yep i hate the, the developer well developers yeah of them. quote unquote <laughs> yeah ripping off everything yeah uh, and my last one is i don't know if you've played this game but thomas was alone have you played that no it's on my when i have like a big chunk of time just to play through it all in one sitting list. yeah because i know Corey and eric have but that yeah. game has surpassed one million sales that's great yeah it's good to see the small indie game especially a game like that yeah that's on the one of the more it's either the weekly sale or the humble bundle for this week, that's one of the games that's on it. I th- oh. think it's the weekly sale. Okay. But don't don't quote me on that. But just go to HumbleBundle.com if you're interested and you can get Thomas Was Alone. There's a few other really good ones. I had most of them, so <laughs> that's why I didn't get the, that Humble Bundle. Yeah. Because uh, there's a lot of, like, really good indie games on that one. Yeah. So if you're interested in, in playing it. Yeah, it's probably pretty cheap. It was, like, 15 to come out, and I've seen it for, like, three dollars and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, I'm like, pretty that's... sure I got I'm pretty sure I got it as part of another Humble Bundle at yeah. some point. Yeah, and, I mean, it's a solid game. Yep. Okay. That's that all everything? I had. Yeah. All right. Uh, Dragon Age Inquisition got a new trailer showing off some gameplay environments, some some story re- related dialogue, and at the very end, release date. Uh, it's coming out October seventh, twenty fourteen, which is uh, when you know when the next the Dragon Age. Uh, but it's it, it's alongside Shadows of Mordor. Those two games are coming out on the exact same day. This is the 7th of October, The you 7th said? of October. Oh, jeez. Uh, there's another release that's coming out right before that, which I will talk about in a minute. Um, so October is a busy month so far. There's there's a lot of a lot of heavy hitters early in the month. So 
Uh, Tecmo Koei and Nintendo have announced a joint venture to make a new Fatal Frame game coming to the Wii U exclusively. No title or release window have been announced yet. Along with the game, there's apparently going to be a Fatal Frame live-action film. No word or details on that, but just just the, the specifically the announcement for it. So. That's that's the sc- the scary game, right? Yeah, uh, we play that a lot at Jared's. Okay, um, and we would have to pass the controller around because it got too scary <laughs> for one person to yeah. handle it. Oh yeah, because <laughs> um, you you're. You just take pictures of ghosts mm-hmm. and weird stuff that happens. Yeah. Um, so you have no way of fighting back except with uh, the camera. So yeah. it's kind of hard because you have to hold still and take a picture. And uh, it's, it's freaky. It's a neat concept for a just, game, though. To say the least. Yeah, and it's got the whole, like, the whole weird, like, uh, Japanese spirituality, like, you know, the the creepy elements it's of that, it, yeah. which makes it even more, like, foreign to Westerners, you know? It's yeah. it's really cool. Instead really of cool. it just being bloody. Right, right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And it'll be so. cool with the gamepad. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they'll be able to find good ways of using that. I think that's the perfect fit, <laughs> I actually. Hope, I hope they don't screw that up with yeah. something stupid. Yeah, I don't think they will. Like Let's a see. flashlight, like the or the horn, like in Mario I, Kart. I think it'll be more along the lines of like uh, the way Zombie U uses the the gamepad. Like okay. I know, like I can imagine you will hold it up to take pictures of the stuff of the ghosts and stuff. So we'll see. That that that's at least what I envisioned when I when I heard that the the game was coming out for the Wii U. So nice that the new new Fatal Frame game. And then my last nimble bit, the new Skylanders was finally announced. It's going to be called Skylanders Trap Team, and it's going to be a little bit different for for Skylanders. They, it's taking elements a little bit from Pokemon, where you you can trap some of the bad guys and then use them to fight either for you or as you, you know, fight fight as them. Okay. Um, yeah, the, the the trailers obviously explain a lot better than I can, but yeah, there, there's there's like like in the Skylanders franchise, there's the the elements. I guess you can trap with 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 elemental crystals that are in in addition to the actual Skylanders. Mm-hmm. So it's another thing you have to spend a lot of money on getting <laughs> getting all the crystals now to trap the trap the bad guys. Uh oh, um, that's that's the new hook for the new Skylanders game. So along with new characters, I'm assuming. Uh, yep, new characters. There's going to be let's see, where does it say? Uh, more than forty trappable villains spread across the eight elements. Oh wow. Um, also, there's going to be more than fifty new Skylanders to collect. Um. Uh, and you know it's it's going to be the same same situation. You can take all your old Skylanders into the new game. You can't take the new Skylanders and take them into an old game. Um, and then uh, it also says because I got a list of the some of the features here uh, on Ko- that Kotaku listed. Um, the 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 actual Skylanders themselves are platform agnostic. Like I said, like I could take if we'll get Skylanders uh, for the PS4, I could take my Skylanders that I have for the Wii U and play them on his PS4. That none Which of that matters. Yeah. Um, it's also going to be launching October fifth, twenty fourteen. So two days God. before Dragon, the new Dragon Age and uh, Shadows of Mordor come out. So, uh, and this one is going to be quite a bit more expensive because it's. I think the the starter kit is like eighty seventy bucks, eighty bucks. Yeah, it's a little bit more. I think it's eighty. Um, and then you know all the all the Skylanders and stuff that you have to buy in addition to. Um, you know, to, to be able to fully play the whole game. Yeah. Which, you know, you don't have to. You can enjoy the game by itself. But me and my wife are the type of people that like to do everything in a game. So yeah. um, we bought all the Skylanders we needed to do everything in, in Swap Force. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that, that'll be interesting. It's coming out uh, Xbox 360, Xbox One, PS3, PS4, Wii, and Wii U. 
Uh, and then also the 3DS. So pretty much everything it's coming out for, except no PC. Which is surprising. Yeah, because the, the portal is just a USB thing. Yeah. But, yeah, that's the new Skylanders game. Very excited for that one. October is going to bankrupt me yeah, already. that's going to be a rough month. Shortly before Christmas. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes, I guess. So, yeah, that's it for my little bits. Will, how was your week? Uh, I actually did kind of a lot this week. I mean, not a lot, but more than usual. Yeah. Uh, I've watched a lot of TV since I was home from school on from work actually on monday uh i was just kind of woke up at like eight and sat down and watched tv and uh first thing i did is went on netflix and watched some of the first season of the pokemon anime the oh, indigo league yeah and because it brought me back to my childhood uh-huh. and i was i'm i'm into watching that it's kind of it's kind of it cool i always watched it whenever whenever i could mm-hmm. you know it's just cool to see like the original pokemon because they have the other seasons on there which i didn't know either i kind of i was i'm interested in watching through a lot of them because mm-hmm. i love pokemon but, you know, watching the first season, it was just, it's just kind of entertaining. Yeah. It's very Japanese-y. Oh, yeah. Too. Definitely. Um, yeah. I'm enjoying that. But the other thing that I watched was after that, I was flipping through the TV channels, which I rarely do, and it brought me back to another show that I used to watch when I was a younger kid, was The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Oh, okay. That's kind of, that's popular right now. It's on It's on a few different channels, like, during yeah, the day. It's, uh, yeah, it is on during the day on a few different things, because I saw it running at different time during the day, but I felt like playing video games at the time. Mm-hmm. And, that, I mean, that show's hilarious. Yeah. Will Smith is hilarious. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it's a good show. I yeah. enjoyed watching it. If it was on Netflix, I would probably binge watch it. Yeah, like I do with my shows. That's the way to watch shows. Yeah, I, I, I almost can't watch or couldn't get into a television show that's only on once a week. Like, yeah, even Doctor Who, which is probably my favorite show that's on TV right now. Like, I wait until they're done with the season and then I go back and watch it all at once. You know, it's I, I don't like and and the way the British television shows work is they'll have like. At least Doctor Who, they'll have six or seven episodes, and then they break yeah. for, like, three or four months, and then they have the other part of the season, the second half of the season. Which so, I hate. Yeah, it drives me nuts. See, what I would like them to do is, because I'm the same way, I can't stand having to wait the week, they should just, rec- like, record all of it, which they do, wait till it's all finished up, and then... And then put it out at one, all at once. Like, do, like, an episode every day. I know that that's not you know yeah doable if they wanted to like spread it out like pulling out every day because yeah. people probably wouldn't want to watch that but you know i don't like having to wait the week yeah or even if they like to increase dvd sales have them on tv but sell like when, when the season comes out like you said record it all at once re- and release them on tv once a week like they do uh or just throw them on on dvd all at once mm-hmm. and and make it so that you can buy the dvds and blu-rays like day one when the show first airs yeah so because people-, people will be like I can't like I can't wait another week to see the second part of this fourteen part story. I'm gonna buy the DVDs now, exactly, or buy digital copies of them and, and watch them all now. You know, the only problem with that is people would probably complain about spoilers. I'm sure they would, yeah, because you'd have assholes. That's that's something that that people have to start controlling is is posting spoilers for stuff. Yeah, um, don't do that. Don't don't be, a, don't be a dick. Exactly. Don't be that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Hate, I hate when people do that. Nothing's worse than having a show you're really into get spoiled for yeah, you. Oh, yeah. And you know what? Like, because uh, a lot of people will post um, uh, Game of Thrones spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um, but but for someone like me, I, I don't know anything that goes on. So, like, I don't retain any anything I see online about Game of Thrones spoilers. It, like, it, it's all meaningless to me. Because you have no idea. But, but who. if I was 
watching it and you know through what I don't, what are they on season four now yeah if i was on had had watched up to season three and then saw those spoilers i would have context for it but because i like to watch everything kind of all at once i have no yep. context for what what any of that means so it's exactly it's not really a spoiler for me so you're like but oh, still this, this person died i have yeah, no idea who that meaningless is meaningless to me yeah and i won't remember when i do finally go back and, and watch, watch it. it yeah so that's a good thing so yeah are you gonna you're gonna eventually watch that right yeah yeah once it's all done I'll yeah. probably buy just buy them all and and watch them. I, it's hard, as I said, because you know with the kids, I can't watch anything. Uh, I don't want to watch anything violent or with a lot of swear words and stuff, and and you know plant bad ideas in, in my children's heads. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, it's more like not wanting to explain what that what, is, what that sort of stuff is, what to a three year old exactly. You know? uh, so so I you know anytime they're awake, the kids are awake, I can't, and then at, at night. That's my video game time, and I'm not going to watch TV when I can be playing video, video games, games or hitting up my backlog or whatever, you know? Yeah. So That reminds me, I remember being like five years old playing the Unreal Tournament in 1999 yeah. one, and shooting people in the head and their heads blowing blow, off. Blow up, yeah. I had no idea what that meant. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but I was and none of us it. Explained, it, explained it to you. I just remember mom walking in, seeing that, and asked if you could turn off the gore. Oh, really? Yeah, I okay. remember that vividly because uh-huh. then Corey had to go do it. Huh. But... But I was smutter at the time, so I took it off after everybody left. Oh, yeah. But So that, that that's uh, part of my week. But the other part of my week basically has been watching hockey. Mm-hmm. I've watched, I think, every game. I mean, there's some overlap, so I'm not seeing full games. But I'm seeing, you know, probably like 80% of every game. Yeah. Uh, holy crap, this playoffs has been unbelievable. There are probably two series that I'm not, well... The other series is starting to shape up a little bit more, but the Montreal and Tampa Bay one, I picked Tampa Bay to win. Oh, but Montreal, yeah, I think I, think I t- picked Tampa Bay too. I think all of us did, but uh, Corey. Okay. But uh, Montreal swept them, and that wasn't a very interesting series. But I, every other series has been unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Like the Anaheim Dallas. I don't know how much you've watched it, Dan. We talked very a little, little yesterday. Very little. Yeah, very little. So, I catch highlights here and there. Like I've <laughs> the Anaheim Dallas series. My dad uses this as an example, well, our dad. Uh-huh. Uh, he said that it's more of a bar fight instead of yeah. a hockey game. Yeah. That's how brutal it is. That's that's the that's kind of the, how the West plays, though, it's in like, general. It's like that. And I never thought that until I, I started, like, when I was a pre- you know, being a Predators fan, I never thought that that's just how hockey is played in the West. It's usually a little more brutal. Yeah. Uh, the Bruins are, are, are an example of brutality in the East, but they're really the only ones, yeah. you know, that, that play like that, so... Um, yeah, I never never realized how different the conferences were. Yeah. Until yeah, I watched a little more East playoffs. Yeah. The thing is, is like I didn't know Dallas had the, you know, the cojones, cojones to yeah. to stand up to Anaheim. Dallas like has that. some tough players, and actually one of the best fights uh, I saw all season was between Kevin Klein, who is now a Ranger, former Predator. Yeah. And uh, Rousseau. Oh, Antoine Rousseau. Yep. On uh, on Dallas. Uh, Watch that fight if you can find it. Uh, it's probably on YouTube or something. Maybe we'll watch it during the break. But yeah. just haymakers and bombs, just right, right in the face. I mean, he's just great. Roussel was my fight. Was the player on my fantasy team that had, like I picked had him up fight. for penalty minutes. Oh, okay. And holy crap, he was yeah. he was great. He won penalty minutes for me a lot of the time. Yeah. But like, <laughs> uh, Getzlaff started like to attack Roussel, and Roussel dropped the gloves and started punching him, but. Gets left and know he had a jaw injury at the time, uh, so it messed up his jaw even more. Oh, is that why he missed game four? Okay, so Russell took him out, yeah. which is you know what Dallas that's, needed, that, and that's bad for Anaheim because <laughs> yeah. he's one of their best players. So. He, he ended up playing game five, right? Um, I mean Anaheim took over, but they're going back to Dallas, and Dallas is 
when they're playing in Dallas is when they are dominant. So Anaheim's up three to two, three to two right okay. now. And then uh, the other series, I'm just gonna go through them pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Chicago and St. Louis. That shouldn't be a first round series at right, all. That's right. too good of a series. That should be a conference final. It should be the conference final because that that game is the games are not brutal. They're more uh, hard nosed. Yeah. Um, I picked St. Louis to win. It still could happen, but the Seabrook hit on Bacchus changed the t- dynamic of the series. Yeah. Uh, Ken Hitchcock, the um, coach of the Blues, said that you know Bacchus is their Taze, and ca- he's their captain. He's yeah. their best player, and you yeah. take out their best player, best faceoff guy, somebody who scores a lot. Yeah. You know, it hurt. It hurts them, but yeah, definitely. I mean, they got him back for Game Five. Chicago still won, but you know they're going. They're going to be in Chicago. You know, St. Louis needs you know little luck, need but to step up. But I mean, if they win that game and they go back home, I'll be I'll be feeling good about that. I just really want my. There's like five series that I really want to work out the way that I want it to, and mm-hmm. it's not going that way right now. Yeah. Um, Colorado and Minnesota is What's another that? one. What's that one at? Three two Colorado. It shouldn't be. Okay. Uh, Minnesota has given up. Well, if you watch the first game, uh, Jack Johnson did this the amazing Eric save. Johnson. Or, yeah, Jack Johnson plays for the blue or Blue Jackets. Yeah. So Jack Johnson. Eric, Eric Johnson. Eric Johnson plays for the Avalanche. Are they brothers? No. Okay. Okay, so he went, He saved the goal, basically, on the empty net. Uh, knocked the net off its moorings. There was controversy about uh, that, but what, nice. you know, whatever. That happens. Yeah, he was just trying to save the goal. I don't blame yeah. him. Yeah. It's just if you throw your stick, I think that's the problem. Penalty shot, I think yeah. you get. Or do, No, they count They count it as a goal, right, if it was going to go in the net? Yeah, you throw your stick? because that happened against Binghamton uh, when they played Norfolk. Okay. A former Binghamton player threw a stick to stop the the goal and it worked but uh-huh. they gave him the goal anyway yeah so uh but yeah that happened and then Colorado ended up scoring with i don't know less than a minute left i don't know the exact time and then won in overtime uh but min- they went back to minnesota minnesota dominated i mean colorado had eight shots going into the last two minutes of the game of game four wow. total uh minnesota took a bad penalty but they ended up being able to stop it and then game five, I watched a little bit last night. I was kind of tired, so I didn't stay up for it. But they lost in overtime. They were up 3-2, to two, and they ended up, once again, pulling the goalie. Colorado scored. So, you know, now Colorado's up 3-2, to two, which I'm surprised because I think Minnesota's been playing way better than right. Colorado. Besides Nathan McKinnon, Stasny, and Landeskog, I don't think. And Varlamov, Colorado hasn't played that great, I don't think. Okay. But they're a young team. Yeah. Minnesota has the playoff experience, you know, with Parise and all yeah. of them. So, you know, who knows? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Montreal, Tampa Bay is over. Montreal dominated that one. Yeah, they did. <laughs> Not much to say there. No. Um, San Jose, LA. San Jose was up three zero, and now they're starting to lose it. Is it three two? Three two. Really? They, they won last night. LA did. Wow. Uh, that's I've seen probably the least of that series mm-hmm. besides Tampa and Montreal. Um. So I don't know a lot what's going on with that one. Well, all those games start at 10 or 10.30. Yeah, because they're both on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least when Anaheim and Dallas play, if it's in Dallas, it starts at 8, so I can watch it's a little normal, bit of it. Yeah, normal time. Um, so, yeah, I don't really know what's going on there. I know San Jose was dominant. What, they scored 14, 13 goals in two games? Yeah, something like that. Something that crazy. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Niemi's falling apart over there. I don't really know. Quick's been playing a lot better, obviously. Uh-huh. Um, and then Boston, Detroit, I really hate Boston <laughs> watching them. I, they're one of the teams that I developed a hatred for more so than I already did. Uh-huh. They're just so dirty and Marchand, I want to punch in the face. Mm, he's got a big nose. He does very big nose. Um, but yeah, unfortunately Boston won. I was hopeful once Detroit won their first game mm-hmm. of the series. I was like, maybe they can do it, but 
they didn't, they can't compete with Boston. They're too small and finesse, yeah. and Boston, dirty, yeah. hard nosed. So there's that. The Rangers and Flyers. It's a hard one to watch for me because the Rangers <laughs> yeah. will get 40 shots on goal and still lose. Yeah. Um. The only game that I thought the Rangers played bad in was the Easter Day game. Okay. Uh. They looked really. They didn't look very good. They were up two nothing and then they blew the lead. And you know, if you get the lead in the playoffs this year, you're gonna lose. Yeah. Um. That's how it's looking. Pretty much. And I don't know. I mean, I think the Ra- the Rangers are definitely the better team between the two. I don't think Philadelphia has impressed me that much with how they play. Besides the Easter Day game. But, I mean, Steve Mason's back, and Mason stopped 40-some shots against the Rangers, which is impressive. Yeah. So, I don't know. The Rangers technically could should be up, like, 3-1 or whatever, but just aren't. Mm-hmm. And then the Today, last... Today's a big game. Yeah. This, whoever wins this game, I'm thinking, is going to win the series. Yeah. I just know the Rangers are way better, and it just is unfortunate. Because they're, after the first 15 games or whatever of the regular season, the Rangers have are in the top in the league with you know points. Not like goals scored, but like uh, team points. Right. So they've been pretty good after the beginning of the season. But, you know, I just don't want to see them have a disappointing first round exit. Yeah. But the series that's probably the most interesting to me is the Columbus-Pittsburgh series. I don't know how much of that you've seen, if you've seen any of it. Uh, just highlights. I actually, Someone posted on Twitter the Dubinsky over, uh, goal to take the game into overtime. overtime. That series has been unbelievable. Yeah. Um, I hate Pittsburgh. I don't hate Pittsburgh because of like Crosby like most people do. And Malkin, I mainly hate Pittsburgh because of Chris Kunitz. Right. He's like my moral mortal enemy. But uh so I mean and they're a division rival, so you know, I just can't stand them in general because I hate that they're good and everything yeah. like that. But you know, the blue jackets, I know there are some people who gave me crap uh for me picking them. But, you know, having watched the Penguins during the year, I didn't think they were they're obviously very good. Right. But I think after their first two lines they have nothing. Yeah. Uh they're not very, you know, hard nosed or anything like that. They're just kinda Subpar players. I mean, obviously they're professionals, but Crosby's Crosby too. I mean, he doesn't always show up. He's got some Ovechkin in him, yeah. As far as that goes, you know, just not as bad. Not as bad. No, he's but... he's a, he's a more complete player, but mm-hmm. he still has a little bit of that diva in him. In him yeah, well, I was looking at advanced stats, and they said that the stats said that the the when Crosby's on the ice, they had the puck in the offensive zone. Way more than half, even in the playoffs. So I guess they were just saying, like, the puck maybe just isn't going in for him. I don't know. I haven't really noticed Crosby a whole lot during the, the series. Yeah, he'll disappear. So, I mean, I think the advanced stat is just kind of meh at that for that one. Yeah. But, holy crap, Columbus. I th- I was looking at, like, the lead blown. Every game of that series besides the game five was a 3-1 game. The team that had the lead ended up losing every time. Wow. So uh, if you look at it either way, the could have been a sweep for the Penguins, or it could have been a sweep for the Blue Jackets if they were able to hold on to the 3-1 lead. But that series has been unbelievable. Columbus, I picked them more because I th- I wanted them to win, which is what I did for a lot of the playoff picks. Yeah. Um, I just figured that, you know, was, even though the Penguins weren't as good as I think that as a lot of people think they are, that, you know, they'd still beat Columbus, you know, in like five games. But yeah. Columbus has definitely shown up. They know they can beat the Penguins, too. Yeah, yeah. Now, and now they have a little bit of fire because of it, probably. Exactly. They're going to be going, I think they're going to be going home, um, and they're going to be ready to play. Their fans for game three and four were crazy, especially game four. It was nuts there watching that game. Yeah. I didn't know, you know, the Blue Jacket fans were that 
would show up, yeah. you know, because last playoffs they got swept. Yeah, that's right. Badly. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's really everybody. Every If you're a, watching hockey, you're rooting for the Blue Jackets. Yeah, I think. unless you live in Pittsburgh or Exa- are a Pittsburgh fan. Exactly. Everyone's rooting for the Blue Jackets. Exactly. And I think they can do it. You know, they're down 3-2 right now. But, you know, Marc-Andre Fleury, Fleury has been in mid-playoff form the mm-hmm. series. You know, he really blew game four for them. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. They just need to they just need to get more shots on goal. Last game, you know, Bobrovsky had 52 shots on goal or something like that. Yeah, which he had you, 49 saves or something like that. Yeah, I mean, you can't win games, you know, giving up 50 shots. But, mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm hopeful. Not optimistic, but hopeful. Mm-hmm. I just want I just want to so badly see the Rangers and Blue Jackets in the second round. Yeah, that'd, that'd be, be cool. That'd be awesome. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's a brief rundown of all the playoff series mm-hmm. that I've been watching so much hockey nice. and played a lot of Dota. Right. <laughs> okay. That's about it. Uh, yeah, the only thing I have going on really is uh, I played a lot of 3DS this week. Uh, I'm trying to trying to polish off Bravely Default because the, the Easter Bunny brought me a new 3DS game Ooh. on Easter. I got uh, Zero Escape Virtue's, Virtue's Last Reward, which is a game I've had my eye on for, for quite a while. So. Yeah. Uh, my wife bought it for me for for Easter, which was awesome, and I can't wait to play it. So, I've been I've been working real hard at trying to trying to beat Bravely Default. I'm like like seventy seventy three hours, I think. You're right. You're right there. <laughs> I played. You? Yeah, I'm pretty close to it to the end. But I'll, I'll talk about that during what we played. Uh, one one thing I wanted to do is I wanted to read off our our upcoming schedule for our, our next what is it six episodes. Um, so, you, so I'm actually going to post this on our Facebook later too, but uh, so you can have an idea of of what the, you know the games we're going to be covering for the next uh, next couple of weeks. Anyway, uh, so our next episode, and these are all Saturday based, but it'll either be Saturday or Sunday when we record. Yep. Um, I'll I'll try and be better about keeping people uh, aware of the day we're recording, so you can get your feedback in on time. I haven't been good about that. Um, so I'm, you this, know, this, it's something I got to work on. <laughs> this week was tough because we're trying to figure out who was going to be there yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean it's been busy because of Easter, mm-hmm. uh, and then this this week was my 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 son turned three on Friday, um, so we had his birthday party yesterday, and today like my wife has a bunch of stuff going on. It was it's just been a bad couple of weeks, so yeah, that's why we've been missing members. Uh, but but uh, next weekend, so I put for Saturday May third is is going to be our episode on Dark Souls two. Uh, Erica obviously has had it for a while. Uh, I, I bought it and have been playing it, and I think Corey's going to play it. Yeah, I never know with him. Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I'm pretty sure he bought it a while ago. I think uh, I don't know. You know, ho- hopefully he got some time to play it, and then I think Will's going to play mine for a little bit. Yeah. Um. Hopefully you get the opportunity to at least sink a few hours into it. And... I was going to try and get like three, maybe. Yeah. Four. Yeah, that's enough to get a feel for it. Um. So so yeah for. Saturday, May 3rd, Dark Souls 2. Uh, May the 10th, we're going to be doing our episode on Child of Light, which we're doing our preview for this week. Uh, May the 17th, we're going to do our episode on MLB The Show. May 24th, we're going to be doing our episode on Transistor. May 31st, uh, Watch Dogs. And then June 7th is going to be Mario Kart 8. So that's what our next six episodes are going to be about. Yeah. So you can, uh, you know, hopefully, you you know, you're looking forward to some of those games, I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of you are. Yeah. So uh, I feel like there was one other thing I wanted to report, and I don't remember what it is. So we're going to take a quick break and be back with our main segment uh, right after this. (laughs) 
Welcome back, everybody. Episode 144 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. We are in our main segment. It is a Child of Light preview. I think I said earlier, I'm not sure if I did, but I think I did, did. that I wanted to do this as a watch out for. Um, but because I, I'm, that's kind of in limbo, what exactly I'm going to do with that segment, uh, I didn't get to do one for the Child of Light like I had originally planned. So uh, I guess the next best, best thing is for us to do like a preview episode for it. So that's that's kind of what this is. And it has been a while since we've done a preview episode. I think the last time we did a preview episode was for Bioshock Infinite, like last year. Yeah, wow. I think you're right with that. Preview. I, we, we might have done a Hangover that was a preview. That might have even been a preview. We might have done a, a, a hangover preview for Bioshock Infinite. Wow. But that was over a year ago, so there's no way I'm going to remember at this point. Um, but, yeah, Child of Light is a – it's going to be a platforming role-playing game. It's developed by Ubisoft Montreal, who is the developer uh, – who was the developer for Far Cry, Far Cry 3 especially. Uh, obviously a d- much different sort of a game than – What are you talking about? <laughs> than Far Cry 3. <laughs> uh, and then pub- published by Ubisoft. Uh, like I said, it's a platforming RPG, so it has a lot of platforming elements, but it also has – I get when you get into combat, it's, it's the uh, – the turn-based get like an old final fantasy game um when when you actually go into battle which is really kind of a neat thing and yeah. like i just never would have pictured those two types of games uh coming together yeah combining uh if if you're familiar at all with rayman uh rayman origins or rayman legends the graph graphically it kind of looks similar to that it uses the same type of engine the ub art uh like framework mm-hmm. engine um which is the same thing that 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 the uh, the Rayman series uses. So it's got it, it's got like a similar look and feel to it as as the Rayman game. So you know some some of the artwork will 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 look familiar probably not not necessarily artwork but uh, you know graphically yeah how me- it'll and, look. Me- and mechanically it, it, it's similar and I, I did notice some similarities in some videos I watched. Uh, but what we're gonna do for something a little bit different is uh the the ubisoft official youtube channel did making of child of light uh three in three part videos and i'm actually going to play those and we'll talk about each one because each one kind of has its own focus so i'm going to play those obviously you won't be able to see the pictures on the podcast but i will post these on on the episode blog post so you can watch them um and and see some of the some of the amazing artwork and 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 stuff that that, that the game is going to do so uh let me play the first one here uh, here we go. Great, great music too. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Oh, and some of these Child are in Light French. Is a 2D RPG. I will read the translation. In a fairy tale world, and it's been inspired by the watercolor art of the Golden Age of illustration. Child of Light is a playable poem that uh, chronicles the journey of a young girl uh, growing up. It's a coming-of-age story. The story of Child of Light follows Aurora. She's a young daughter of an Austrian duke, and one day she wakes up in the magical world of Lemuria. And her first objective is to return home to her father. During that journey, Aurora will meet a lot of people. She's going to grow as a person from a little child that needs to go home to a young princess that will save the kingdom of Lemuria. 
The game looks like an animated painting, and it feels like we're progressing in an illustration. We were inspired by ancient illustrations from the 18th century works like uh, names. We really put forward the watercolor effect. We wanted to give the impression of being awake in an underwater dream. It's a very fluid and elegant game which is kind of a tribute to the art of ancient illustrations. Working on that look was something completely different, different than what we see nowadays in video games. We wanted something that was very simple and colorful while remaining very soft. We had to create a whole new world that was very cool. I really wanted to aim for the fans of those classic console RPGs. People like me, for example, grew up a little bit and now we have families. And the idea was... Can we bring those fans to share the experience with their family, their loved ones? And that's how we came up with the idea of uh, having the game playable in co-op. On Child of Light, we're using the UbiArt Framework Engine, which is the engine developed in Montpellier for Rayman Origins and Rayman Legends. The art pipeline is fantastic. The concept art is the game art. We just cut it up and it's in the engine that afternoon. It allowed us to realize that dream of uh, being able to play on a living painting and see the end of the artist in the game. Just last year, I only had a couple of images, an idea of what a game could be. Today, with the help of the team, the idea became something really concrete and I'm really proud of what we accomplished. When I started to uh, think about Child of Light, I wanted to start working with external this collaborators in Montreal. And in our search for Preview collaborators, for we ended episode. up with people that are extremely talented and world-renowned. So that's the making of Child Life part, part one. As I said, on the Ubisoft official YouTube channel. Um, that kind of gets into the background of the story. Well, you know, it follows the character Aurora, who is the daughter of a, of a duke, uh, falls asleep, wakes up in the kingdom of Lemuria, and has to, I guess, reunite with her father mm-hmm. um, and smite the plans of the, what is, what's the bad guy's name? The Dark Queen or something. Where is it? Uh, Queen of the Night. That's what it is. So, once again, uh, you I, you can't see the artwork, but the artwork is is magnificent. It's and, unreal, and, and, yeah. Yeah, and they talk about you, it looks like you're playing a game in a painting, which is absolutely right. Uh, another game that was like that was Guild Wars 2. Yep. Another game that felt like you were playing a game in a painting um, was awesome. Well, you know, one of my one of, probably my favorite MMORPG or close to it uh, of all time. So, so that that you know. It, I'm not, I'm not big on like necessarily having like super realistic graphics, but a game like this that's really got a really pleasing aesthetic and look to it. Um, I, I'm much more into that sort of thing, like something really artistic uh, and nice looking than than something that's like photorealistic. You know, I, I just especially for the argument that uh, video games are art. Like you can't look at a game like this with the music and the story and the and the and the graphics and say that's not a work art. of art. Yeah, you know. It's one of the most artistic games that we've seen in a while, I yeah, think. Yeah, um, and they they said they use watercolors for the for the backgrounds and stuff and the character, and it's it's amazing looking. 
um, and and beautiful. And I do want to say Journey is another example. Journey, because yep. I know if Eric was here, he would say Journey. So, yep, yep. But. It's along the same lines as, as Journey, definitely. Yeah. Um, and like I said, they they blend two like you would think completely different elements in platforming. Uh, and role playing games, and it'll be it'll be neat to see like what kind how what how that works out, you know. Yeah, that's gonna be neat. Um, and you know, it's an RPG. There's gonna be equipment. There's gonna be leveling up system. There's gonna be all that all that stuff. So, um, I did read that um, the skill trees are sort of similar from uh, from Far Cry. Oh yes, so that's yep. the one similarity between the two <laughs> the, very, the only the, similarity the, between the two the skill tree okay which is probably a basic skill tree yeah so uh yeah the the i mean the skill tree in far cry 3 was was cool so yeah. all right so that was the first video i will play part two and here we go i don't think this one has any french in it that i'll have to read <laughs> yeah when the names came at me i was like uh it just got really fast all of a sudden. Yeah. I'm a singer-songwriter from Montreal, and I composed the music for Child of Light. Carly Pirate brings that sense of intimacy. There's also a youthfulness in the music in the way she plays the piano. My experience with Ubisoft was great. I was there from the beginning, so I remember when they asked me to do it, they didn't have like that much material for me to work with, so I got to have this complete freedom. And then when I first saw the, the, the images, I was thrown away. I thought it was wonderful. Uh, it was so beautifully made. There's so much depth to it all, and I really felt that I could uh, work with that. For me, the music was there to create that sense of intimacy, of nostalgia when we're exploring, but also that sense of energy uh, that we have when we're doing fights or bus fights. At first, it was supposed to be something really small, just like a piano and guitar and maybe a cello, and it was kind of a challenge because whenever you get into a boss fight, it gets so much more intense. <laughs> and we actually had to commission a whole orchestra to do the boss fights. It's really epic, big, and operatic. I remember seeing for the first time the music on the images and I kind of teared up a little bit because <laughs> it's just so wonderful to, to see something come to life like that. I wanted the sound to be really organic and magical at the same time. So it was, it was quite of a challenge to get those two mixed together. He's working Before on making hours, sound effects. I, I didn't want uh, the Foley just to be the only thing that would make the sound, uh, you know, just cloth and, and gear. So for the wings, we tried so many things. It was never working, really. At the end, Chai, the Foley artist, uh, suggested we use a flower. And it actually works really good. It makes some really believable wings loops. We also work with Cirque du Soleil to really help enhance the sense of theatricality in our game. My first impression of this project was, wow, this looks wonderful, it's beautifully designed. I think it's a breath of fresh air in a world where most video games are based on, on muscular demonstration of graphics and power. Working with Cirque du Soleil brings us their world-class experience in realization and also in terms of design, they're used to create those extravagant costumes, those exotic world. And for me, that was a perfect match with Child of Light. They would show me things, they would ask for my opinion, and we would just debate and discuss uh, how some of these things could be um, improved or transformed. 
I'm not a video game designer, and I think that's what they specifically wanted from me, was the stage direction point of view. I was sort of brought back to my childhood into this sort of fairy tale uh, world that was very beautiful and very fulfilling. And to be able to play something that reminds me of these fairy tales was truly great. The writing in Child of Light is entirely in rhyme, and so that's a preview for the next episode. Uh, so in this 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 one, they kind of focused on the music, um, music and 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 theat, theat, theatrical nature of of, of Child of Light. Um, obviously, you you know you heard the woman talking about the the, the composer of the music talking about how. Uh, the boss fights, you know, the the piano just wasn't enough to to capture the the epicness of the battle. So they ended up having a full orchestra, orchestra to have, you know, you know, a lot of the music is just the the beautiful, um, you know, kind of serene piano music. But when you're when you're fighting a boss, you know, they wanted the epicness of a full orchestra. So they they hired an orchestra to do the the music for for the boss fights and stuff. And I will say, like, I love piano music because yeah. it always sounds so cool, but. Like orchestral music is yeah. always just so awesome, yeah. and I think putting that in for like the boss fights is just gonna be, it's gonna be awesome. Like hearing that, I was like, yes, yeah, it sounds it, so good. It gives you shivers. <laughs> yeah, it does. It's so so well done. Um, and and she said, you know, a lot. She saw the images on the game with the music posted for the first time, and it made her, you know, kind of tear up because yeah. because that was so uh, so powerful, powerful. To, her, to her. Um, and but one of the one of the coolest things I thought about this was they they talked to people from Cirque du, Cirque du Soleil uh, and to try to make the game more theatrical, uh, which is neat. I had never heard of that being done in any other game I've ever even heard of. Exactly. Um, you know, they're they're trying to take the angle of what's what's this going to look like. Like um, from from a stage perspective, you know, like that's that's really neat and not mm-hmm. not something I can say I've ever seen done uh, anywhere else in any other game that that I'm aware of. It might be out there and in, in, you know a more minor game, but yeah, very neat idea. Um, yeah. And it'll be neat to see how that pans out um, because because they're kind of going for the whole fairy tale feel for this game. You know, I think it's that much more important that it's theatrical you mm-hmm. know because fairy tales are kind of theatrical in nature you know exactly uh so that's that's really cool um the you know what it kind of made me think of a little bit was brothers a tale of two sons mm-hmm. um because that that game has a similar feel to it it's supposed to feel a little bit like a fairy tale so i kind of got that impression from some of the s- stuff that they were talking about um you know on the, on this video mm-hmm. the making of child of light yeah so very cool. Uh, so I will play the third part. There's only three three of these. So this is the third part of the making of Child Light. This one has a little French in it too that I will read. So here we go. Child of Light is a modern fairy tale. The main character of the game is named Aurora. She's the young daughter of a duke that wakes one morning in the magical kingdom of Lemuria. And at first she believes she's in a dream, and then she's struggling to get home to her father. To do that, she'll learn quickly that she needs to embark on a quest where she needs to recover the power of the sun, the moon, and the star in order to defeat the queen of the night. And uh, along her journey, she starts to discover the secrets of this place, and uh, all of a sudden she decides that she's gonna do something different. Her destiny shifts. 
Aurora is mischievous. She's a little bit green behind the ears because she hasn't really been out of her castle much, and her father has taken care of her since her mother died. So you get this wonderful mix of being precocious and at the same time learning about the world anew. Aurora, bah, est une Aurora is a little girl with red hair floating around her. She wears a crown that's too big for her and carries a disproportionate sword. When she grows up in the game, she becomes a gracious young lady who's also a fighter, a Valkyrie. She's an inspiring and relatable character. type of combative character that I really like that's ready to explore and ready to do anything. And she really reminds me of, uh, of my kid. <laughs> As she's going to meet people, in our quest, she's going to start to grow and to see that if you have the power to help people, then it's important to act for the greater good. It's a transformative journey from childhood to adulthood. And for me, that's the true spirit of fairy tales. We found out that Aurora had an iconic look thanks to the reaction of our kids. We told them she was a little princess with red hair and a big crown, and they easily drew her, so it confirmed we had achieved something good. The writing in Child of Light is entirely in rhyme. It's an epic ballad uh, based on works such as uh, Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. And so I had to really um, treat almost every stanza as a puzzle. The intricate use of text as an expressive medium uh, is really central to Child of Light. For the voice of the narrator, we went with Caroline Davernas. She's an actress from Montreal. She sounds like the perfect mother, how she would tell a story to her children. And for me, it was really important to capture that vibe and set the tone for the fairy tale adventure that we're living. Until one night there was no trace. The queen had vanished, and with her the light. This is a game in which you level up. Aurora at first is unformed, and the player forms Aurora through the process of leveling. And so, uh, this game had to be about that process of forming for me. It had to be a coming-of-age story. So that's it for the, the official uh, Ubisoft making of Child of Light. That was that was part three. As I said, I will post those on our blog post for this episode. Uh, so you can watch them because that, that, you really get a feel for how, how well everything seems to be coming together for this game uh, by seeing the graphics with the music and, and uh, so oh, and the yeah. movement of the characters. It's, it's so good. Mm -hmm. um, coming to all platforms too, which is really, really cool. Um, let me see. Uh, it's coming to Windows. Obviously, it's going to be on Steam. Probably UPlay. I don't know. Maybe Origin. Uh, so probably w whatever your PC platform of of choice is. PlayStation Three, PlayStation Four, Wii U, Xbox Three Sixty, and Xbox One, uh, which is great. Probably eventually, I would guess maybe the Vita. Yeah. Also, at some point, but uh, I see why not. And it's only going to be fifteen bucks. I cannot believe this. This game is only going to be fifteen bucks. It may be kind of short, but. It, it doesn't seem that way. Yeah. Um, I've read, you know, pe people say it's a standard RPG length. You know, you're looking at 15-ish hours. But really? really, really, I have no idea. Um, I guess there's there's a lot of exploring and stuff you can do. So that will extend the length of the game, but for fifteen bucks, I think you're get you're gonna get, be getting a steal. There seems to, there seems to be so much 
into it. Yeah, too. I know. And it's fifteen. Fifteen dollars. Like not even like thirty. Yeah. I would. I would probably pay sixty bucks for this game just because it, it's so nice looking and the. It's so, oh. And, like, everywhere that we read, like, people are going crazy for the game. They say it's awesome. Yeah, uh, Destructoid, I think, had ten things from PAX East that you should play, and and Child of Light was was on that list. Mm -hmm. Out of all the games that that were there and coming out, and, yeah, that that were showed there, Child of Light was was one of them, so. I just, yeah, I'm just so excited for it. I can't even put into words how excited I am for this game. I've threatened several times to freeze myself like Cartman, um, so, (laughs) so I don't have to wait any longer. Um, and, you know, there's I I bought three games in the past few days, and then uh, another one's coming out next Friday. So, but I think this is gonna this is gonna dominate <laughs> dominate my time. Same I'm here. actually gonna buy it for two platforms too. I I already bought it for for uh, Steam. Mm-hmm. It's on my Steam account, but I also think I'm gonna buy it for the Wii U mm-hmm. because I think uh, it's got uh, co-op. So I think me and my wife will play this one together too. Where she plays as, as the main character Aurora, and I'll I'll be the the because the 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 co op you play as um like a little I don't know if it's a little fairy but it, it's that if you watch the videos there's a little like blue blue thing which I think is like a fairy or uh, a light orb of some sort that that helps Aurora in her adventure. It, it reminds um, me of uh, Mur- Murphy from or, or uh, Rayman or, or Rayman Legends. Murphy and. Um... Uh, is it Navi from mm-hmm. Fa- or not Final Fantasy? Uh, Zelda. Zelda. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, what it reminded me of too. Yeah, definitely. Um, so that, yeah, I'm excited. So I, yeah, I'm gonna buy this game twice. Yeah. Do you <laughs> know if the true. soundtrack is on sale yet? Because mm. I know they said there it was. You could buy. They said I don't know how long ago it was that you could buy it very soon. Well, let's look because if it's available, I will get it. Yeah, because isn't, isn't the music great? Oh my god, it's unreal. I'm gonna look it up right now. Since I can, I actually have a laptop right in front of me. Yeah. Uh, I, if it is, like I said, I will. I will buy it. Played my uh, intro. Hmm. Let's see. Uh, this is Destructoid Australia. Listen to Child of Light's music played by Mini Orchestra and Swoon. Which I agree with. Yep. Uh, doesn't say anything about. Th- I'm sure you'll be able to get the soundtrack. Because yeah, I think I read on Polygon or something that you'd be able to buy it soon. I okay. think. There. Uh, do, do they? Do you think maybe they have a, a version of the game that you can get the soundtrack also? Uh, probably. Maybe I will have that version. Child of Light. Um, what do they even call it when you sound? Track. You know what? I'm just going to go to the official website. <laughs> That's probably the best idea, right? <laughs> yeah. It's probably something I should have looked up beforehand. but I just thought of it now. Uh, Lemuria trailer. Enter the 30th. Blah, blah, blah. Pre-order now. Huh. Uh, maybe under media. Or news. One or the other. Uh, bonus golem pack wallpaper I should look into the wallpaper yeah the wallpaper probably look really nice yeah I'll look at news real quick and then we'll move on yeah we'll look more into it another time yeah making of shadow light part 3 
Evolution of Aurora. Blah, blah, blah. Nothing yet. Yeah, they had um, uh, uh, JRPG artist, um, well, Yoshitaka Amano, and he 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 drew some of the some of the characters. Uh, he's he's done some some classic JRPG artwork, and they had him draw because because it, it it is in the it, the the form of a JRPG, even though you know Ubisoft is a Western developer. Um, they had him draw some of the some of the characters, and they they came out awesome. Did they did right? Yeah. How many is it? You're not just playing as Aurora in the combat, right? You have you somebody have you, out. Yeah, you have party members. Party members. Okay. That, yeah, rec- like recruitable, I guess. Uh huh. Um, they showed one named Finn who looked like an old, maybe like a an old dwarf or something with a like a almost look look like a jester's cap on it in one of the videos, which was. Cool. Cool. Um, I I have an update on the music. I okay. looked it up. Uh, you can buy the soundtrack. Soundtrack the OST on Bandcamp the 29th for eight bucks. Okay, that's worth it to me. Oh my god, I'm probably I'll, gonna buy that. I'm gonna have it. Yeah, it's music that I could see myself listening to, like when I'm getting ready for bed. Yeah, because calming. Just, yeah, it puts you in a in a calming calming state. So, what is it, the 29th? That's Tuesday. Tuesday. The day. Yeah, before. And this game comes out on, on a Wednesday, which is kind of weird, but. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, so. it, I just work that day, so it's not like I have school all day. Right. So I'm for that. So, yeah, that's Child of Light. Uh, really looking forward to it. We're not going to have our episode on it next weekend, but the week weekend after, because we, we were going to do Dark Souls for next week's episode, um, and then and then Child of Light for the week after that. So, yeah, I'm very excited for it. Uh, I wonder, I, Eric's getting it, right? Yeah, Eric is. Corey... I think he is. Okay. He's been kind of weird about it because yeah. he said he gets them mixed up with all the other light games. Yeah. So, I mean, we showed him it and he said it looked really cool, but yeah. he, if he doesn't get it, I'll slap him. Yeah. I, I will There's too. no reason why he wouldn't like it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's right up his alley, really. Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Eric really is really excited for it and it's yeah. not, I mean, besides the art style, like he's not into Final Fantasy combat as much right. as we are, but... And he's super excited for it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to take a quick break and be back with probably the rest of our segments right after this. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 144 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. We are in our What We Played This Week segment. Uh, Will, why don't you get us started? What'd you play? Uh, I've played a lot of Dota mm-hmm. within the last week. I think I'm at almost 30 hours of playtime in that game. My friends got addicted to it, too, nice. so now I have more time to play Dota instead of just with Corey. Right. Um, I still suck at it. <laughs> it's kind of frustrating. It's to the point now where I'm like, why aren't I getting better? Why aren't I good? So, you know, I get frustrated if I'm not playing well. Uh-huh. But uh, I've been playing with some different characters, too, practicing with them to try and get better. Nice. Playing as the same character all the time kind of gets boring, so I wanted to try and have... I have three characters that I pick from now, okay. uh, which is good. Uh, so I'm learning them. It's pretty hard. Uh, they're all agility heroes, so uh-huh. they play sort of the same. Uh, one's more of a... Two of them are ranged, and one of them is a... Uh, hand-to-hand combat type of character. Okay. I guess I play it, for people who play the game, I play as Vengeful Spirit, Ursa, and Luna uh-huh. are the three that I play as. So Nice. Um, 
lot of playtime with that. I'm enjoying it. It's a lot of fun, though. I just want to be better. I, yeah. It's to the point now where I just want to be good and not have to... It is a really fun game. I would probably be more likely to play it if it was just a single-player game. Yeah, right? <laughs> well, because... I think you could have fun with it as a single-player game. Not as much fun, but well, someone the... like me would get some time out of it. I think there is, like, a, a small story-ish type thing to it. I'd have to look, but there is something. Okay. I don't know if it's just the training and if I'm being an idiot or... Right. But, um, and also everybody online is such a jerk sometimes. Oh, really? Uh, me and my friends and, uh, you know, Matt, we've been playing yeah. with Matt. He, he was on, so I asked him if he wanted to play with us. And we got into a game and we're playing and we play, we're playing some pretty bad people. So we're kind of having fun, you know, just screwing around. Like we, you know, Matt's the only one that's really good. Right. The rest of us, you know, we're not very good. And we won and like they, like three of them attacked Matt and he took them all out and we're voice chatting over the thing because we didn't want to get it all on Skype. Yeah. So we're just voice chatting the thing and some guy's like telling us, he's like, is it, is, do you, or do you not have the brain power to play and type at the same time and stuff like that? We're like, no, this is just a lot easier and yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> like, what's your problem? And like, oh, Matt geez. got jumped by three of them and he ended up killing all of them and stuff like that. And he's like, I, I was like, he, I just took out all three of them somehow. And he's like, don't act tough when you're beating on noobs. We're like, what's, like, what's your problem? It's, I don't get it. Like, yeah. people get so, so worked up about yeah, it. Yeah, it's like we're just having fun. He's like, and you know, my friend's like, oh no, we're not good. This is our first win. Like, yeah. we, they're like we're not taking it seriously, like you, man. Yeah. I don't know. It's just people like that make it frustrating to play with because we always get the the jerk teammate. Oh, you have a teammate. That, it was a teammate. That's an asshole. It was the teammate. Oh. It wasn't even the guys on the other team. Yeah. They didn't say anything. They were nice, but you know, our teammate was the one that was a jerk. I hate that. Yeah, it just it ruins it. Yeah. So whatever. But uh, I played that, and I've been playing Bravely Default, which you're going to talk about, too. Yeah. But, uh, you know, what ha- something bad happened to me in that game. I got stuck on the Chapter 3 final boss. Uh-huh. Uh, I finally killed him, and I was in Chapter 4, and you know when you fight the Ice Golem? Yeah. I was already pretty weakened from, uh, you know, fighting the... Uh, when you're headed towards the t- uh, tower in Eternia? It's, I think you're heading to the first town. Okay. Oh, okay. And, the, and like, the Snow Mountain area. Yes, the ice I know what you mean. He's just kind of standing there. Yeah, and you have to fight him to get past him. And I, I'm already kind of weak from taking on the... I fought that stupid last boss for, like, 20 minutes. Yeah. It took forever. And I died from the ice golem. And my last save was before the final boss in Chapter 3. So I was just like, oh. So I just closed my 3DS. Because I, I didn't have the patience to want to have to fight him again. Yeah. But... I might today. I might try and beat him again. I figured out a way to kill him. I just used the the like the paint parts, parts pantheon tears or whatever like that that does a lot of lightning damage because he's weak to lightning. Yeah. So I'm gonna do that, and I have a ninja. Tiz is my ninja, and Adia is my sword master. So like I have Tiz use the ability where he always dodges an attack and counters. Yeah. And it does like a two thousand damage or something like that. Nice. But frustrating for whatever reason i'm way over leveled but i'm still struggling it's it's a hard game if you yeah if you if you run into the right boss it's very very hard it's because uh, like they don't want you to do the game makes it so you can't just brute force your way through everything you yeah. have to like think of ways to like out like beat the enemy yeah and it's really hard yeah so yeah i'm starting to run into that too because i don't know if i'm the right level with my characters or not but the Boss battles are so freaking hard. Mm-hmm. I was actually lucky because uh, I'm uh, in the final chapter of the game. i just about ready to go into the final dungeon. Um, I wanted to have it beaten this week, 
Uh, I want to do the review card for it like I'm going to. Um, because because Dark Souls is out now, um, Daylight is coming out, Child of Light is coming out, Mario Golf is coming out, and I got the, the 3DS game for my wife, too. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted to have Bravely Default beat this week, so I put, like, probably 15, <laughs> 16 hours in it just this week. I think about 73 or 74 hours. Um, but one of the bosses, I got lucky because I, I – one of the – you know how you do the the – not street pass, but – you send friend requests out, yeah, that, and it brings yeah. in three or four people. Yeah, every every time you do it, and you're allowed to do it like once a day. Well, one of those attacks that you know for the for the summon friend thing was like a five hundred thousand power rating. Holy crap! Attack. I have no idea how they got it that high. Most of them are like seven, eight, nine thousand. Yeah, yours um, is like nine. Yeah, me. yeah. There's one. I got one that was like 13. There's a few that are over 9,999. I don't know how you break that barrier, but some people were able to do it. But this one was like 500,000. I have no idea how. That's crazy. Um, so I used that to take out one of the bosses I was having a lot of trouble with, um, which is lucky. But I don't have that now. Now it's gone. So yeah, I it... don't know how I'm going to manage the final battle. I, don't, I might have to do a lot of grinding. Is it gone once you use it once? Because like yeah. with you, like I, used you can to, you can reuse mine. I, I can't. Like I haven't been able to use it again. I think it takes a little while, maybe, or maybe you can only one per chapter. It's like been five days, maybe, since I've used yours. Yeah, I I, I thought you could, but then again, I never used anybody's because everyone's so much lower than yeah. level wise. Uh, make sure you update your data too. Okay. On your on the, under the save thing because I have a lot of them, but like a lot of them do thirty damage. Yeah. I'm like, what's the point? Yeah. Now, as you as you keep leveling up and stuff, like you get better and better ones. Like I think my characters are level seventy four. Yeah, mine are right like now. mine are fifty two, fifty three. That's pretty high for where you are. I get smoked though. I was um, I was only in the sixties up until this week. Like oh, wow. I, my characters went up a lot of levels this week. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I actually kind of I turned off the random battles just to. Because the, the, there's some repetitive parts in it uh, that I wanted to get through faster. Yeah. Um, and because my party was, like, set the way I wanted, I didn't need to level up that much. But you still have to do so much of the, the repetitive type stuff that uh, your characters still level up quite a bit. Yeah. Which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I still – I really, really like it. Um, it it starts off really strong, gets, get you know, gets stronger into the middle. There's a part of it that drops off, but I, it's also – finishing now very strong too yeah um really really awesome game awesome rpg so another chapter that i'm about to go into is when you get most of the classes like the upper echelon ones like the arcanist spirit master you know the templar um dark knight you know you get all those i use i'm using some of those right now actually so i've I've heard arcanist and black mage and spirit master and white mage is a good combo yeah which is Ring a bell in uh, Agnes for me. Okay. Tiz is more of my. Tiz might be like my Dark Knight type character, and uh-huh. Adia is going to be my Templar. Okay, yeah, that's. I have Adia as my Templar too. Uh, right. Could she take? She could take some hits. Let me tell you, she's she's by far my toughest character. Do you just default with her and then let her take the? Uh, I I have pirate for provoke, mm-hmm. so I pro- like the first thing I have her do is provoke, and then I use. Um, a, a Templar ability called Rampart, mm-hmm. which makes it so you you block one. It, it goes on all your characters, uh, it, and it blocks one physical attack. Okay. So you know that absorbs a physical attack, and and then ring a bell as as a pirate. 
Um, I have he does the, like the shin smash, or because he can the shin smash lowers speed. Um, there's one that lowers magic and and physical attack, and there's uh-huh. one that uh, lowers their magic and physical defense. So okay. I, I try I try to keep them debuffed with with Ring a Bell. He's my pirate. Okay, uh, who's also a ninja too. I use some of his ninja abilities sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, Anyas is for me is a white mage and a performer. Okay. So she keeps all my characters buffed. Okay. So I keep the the bad guys debuffed and my characters buffed. And then uh, Tiz is a black uh, master black mage, master arcanist. Okay. Uh, it is a good combo. Yeah, that's the, what you're going for. That's what that's what I read. Yeah, but spirit is it spirit master? Spirit master has a lot of useful abilities for later on in the game. Okay. And I'll leave it at that. Okay, so make sure you level that up. Yeah, probably. I kind of wish I had at this point. I, I had uh, Agnes as a little bit of a spirit master, but I kind of stopped um, raising classes that I really wasn't going to use or didn't think I was going to use. So it, It's funny you mentioned that. One of my beefs, well, not beef, but one thing I'm like, well, what the heck, is like you're leveling up your class, and you level up to 9, it takes 800 experience. Yeah. Then all of a sudden it's uh, 3,500. Yeah. I'm like, like what? What's yeah. with the jump? And what 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 I did for a while was you know, just lower them because a lot of times it would take one battle to raise your character from one job level one to job level five. Yeah, you know, it just one battle. Um, so yeah, I would I would just raise up the lower ones for a little while. A lot and a lot of times those had like a. a, a secondary ability that I needed. So mm-hmm. I know a freelancer. I don't know what level the freelancer gets it. If it's in within the one through eight range, I'll just get it with everybody. It's uh, job points up. Oh, it's like I forgot about that. It's only like one point two. Yeah, here I can look real quick okay. because I'm kind of curious because it's it it's brutally long sometimes. Right, because I fight. I mean, I just like I said, I got into the snow area and then I got set back, but um, so I just got into a new area. So I, I figured I'd be getting more job points and stuff like that because I get like maybe forty five to fifty. When I fight outside, what's it called? The heart, heart hardest. Yeah, which is the all the way to the west. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I've been doing for the most part. Yeah, I think once you get onto Eternia, the the continent, uh, you can get into like the two hundreds and stuff. Thank God. Is the fighting Which really helps. hard though? Yeah, some of it. Some of it's hard. Some of it's not. Um, let's see. They, they're all weak to fire. So. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, because they're in the. It's 10, gets the JP up. Yeah. Earn 1.2 times the normal amount of job points. Okay. That's not bad. This effect does not stack, uh, stack with similar effects from items. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'll just get that and grind yeah. more. Yeah, but uh, I, I'm i loving it. I'm hoping I only have, like, maybe three or four hours left, though. Yeah, you sound like you're pretty close. I'm Yeah, I just have the last dungeon, actually. Ooh. I know that for a fact because it kind of makes it clear that it's the last dungeon. Yeah. So Nice. Yeah, I, I think it's quite... A, there's quite a bit to do in and there, it, though. Yeah. But that's fine. I should have it beaten this week, if I had to guess. As long as I don't have to go back and do too much grinding to level, you know, level up. I mean, um, it sounds like you should be on alright level because... 70... Yeah, 70s. But, 74, I think, or 73 my characters are. Yeah, that's pretty 70 good. 70-something. Yeah, and I have my party My party kind of set. I hope I don't have to change it, too. <laughs> that's another thing. Yeah, so you have to start from level that 1 or something. That would be a, a wrinkle, yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, the only other thing I played other than that was Dark Souls 2, but we're going to be talking about that next week, so I'm not not going to get into it at all. Um, so, yeah. Did you play anything else, Will? Uh, 
I think that's it. Unless okay. I'm forgetting something. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't have a whole lot of time this week. Uh, I mean, Bravely Default is nice, like I said, because I can play that when the when the kids are around on the 3ds. It's it's convenient, definitely. Uh, okay, so we will get right into feedback then. Now, this is going to be a shorter episode, but we we knew that was going to happen Happened. with only two of us. Yeah. Uh, the feed. Well, let me actually double check real quick and make sure we didn't haven't gotten it, uh, any new feedback. We had had one piece last time I checked. Yeah. Give it the quick quick checkeroo. Yeah. Uh, nope, I think we're... Think you're all good? I think we're all good. Okay. Uh, so this is from Michael in Minnesota who says, I'm still trying to decide if I should buy Dark Souls 2. I hear nothing but good things about it, but I just haven't been able to pull the trigger. Thoughts? Uh, I did buy Trials Fusion, and I love it. I had watched people play the Trials games before, but had never played one. It's so fun racing against the ghosts of people on my friends list. There are times when I get so mad playing it, but it's hugely satisfying when I actually have the perfect run. I also started another playthrough of Mass Effect 3. I really like the game. Uh, This is my first time I've played it with all the DLC, and actually adds quite a bit to the game. I still highly recommend the Mass Effect series for people who haven't played them. Uh, I thought I might as well throw out my gamer tag stuff if anybody is interested. Staircar Justice for both... PSN and Steam. Listeners are welcome to add me if they want. That's about it for now. I'm now counting down the days until the World Cup begins. So yeah, his 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 uh, Steam and PSN name is uh, Staircar. You know, Staircar and then Justice. So if if you want to add, yeah. uh, Michael in Minnesota, go ahead and do that. Uh, Dark Souls Two. We're obviously going to have be having our Dark Souls Two episode next week. Uh, but I will tell you, I've really liked what I've played so far. Um, I've probably four or five hours I've played. Um, I started off actually with, I don't want to get into it, but I started off with the wrong type of character. After I switched characters, I ended up liking a lot better, um, because that character was more suited to my play style. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I am really enjoying it. There's just something about it that the mysteriousness of it and, and, and the the dark and foreboding nature of Dark Souls that makes it intriguing. Yeah, you want to get to the bottom of the cri- the weird things that are are going on in the game. It's really 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 cool. Because even when I played the first one, like I know this is like this feels like everything's kind of weird. Yeah, like it's something it feels, off. Yeah, something it's, off. It's weird. Definitely. It's the best way to describe it for me. Uh, Trials Fusion loves Trials Fusion. Uh, you're speaking Eric's language. Eric also loves Trials Fusion. I actually haven't played it yet i've not had a chance to play my playstation so uh when i do get a chance to play my playstation i am going to buy trials fusion because that's what i want to play on it so yeah but i don't know when that's going to be i was not convenient right now i was actually going to buy it but uh microsoft decided to charge my card once i got some money in my bank account so yeah so i can't get it yet unless microsoft is going to be nice and actually give me my money back yeah which probably won't happen probably not but i hope i hope they do just tell them. I don't have my Xbox anymore. Yeah, I went to PlayStation because they gave me a better product. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Uh, so, yeah, you're probably competing against Eric on a lot of those, too, I would think. Beat him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, beat him. <laughs> be funny. Uh, also started playing another playthrough of Mass Effect 3. Really liked that game. First time you played it with all the DLC. And I agree. Um, a lot of people didn't like or some I should say some people didn't like the 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 extended ending uh but I did it, it clarified some things for me um 
I don't I don't think Mass Effect lended itself very well to a uh a not very well explained ending. Yeah. You know? So it, it 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 helped alleviate some some confusion I think as to what what actually happened at the end of the game. Um but yeah, the Mass Effect series is fantastic. Uh first game, a uh, second game is is on my top 5 favorite games of all time. Um and probably will be there for quite a while anyway. Yeah. But yeah, it's a great series. It's cheap in a lot of cases now, so if you have any interest in in RPG, a space opera type of stuff, definitely Mass Effect is 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 fantastic. If they uh, decide to bring it, uh, the you know the remastered version to the PS4, uh-huh. it'll probably immediately be the first thing I like play when I get yeah, it. Yeah, and I'll probably buy it even though I have a, have them all on computer. Yeah. Um, if if Mass Effect Three was on Steam, I probably wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Mass Effect Three is on Origin. Uh, Mass Effect, sucks. yeah, Mass Effect One and Two I have on Steam, but the third one's not available on Steam. So yeah, yeah I do want to play through that again too. Me, some I I'm gonna have to do it at some point. Me too. It's one of my favorite series besides yeah. uh, Final Fantasy, and you guys are the ones that introduced me to it. So yeah, yeah, Mass Effect is is really really awesome. Uh, and then he throws out his 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 PSN name and and Steam name. Uh, Eric is also really looking forward to the World Cup. Um, I don't think any of us, any any of us care that much other than other than Eric. Yeah. Um. You know, I'll root for the United States, but I know they're not going to do very well. But I, <laughs> I also I, I won't watch probably. Yeah. Uh, I'll watch a bit. Yeah. At most, I I also probably won't have any TV at that point because <laughs> I'm thinking about canceling my cable cable the, with a handful of channels I get on cable and just getting, uh, an HD antenna. Yeah. So I pay Time Warner even less. Oh, I guess I can talk about this. Um, the other day, I, I should. This is what I wanted to talk about during during my week. Uh, the other day, I noticed uh, a truck going by that was installing cable up on the poles in my neighborhood, uh, and I looked on the thing and it said Todd Cable something etc. So I looked it up on the internet and they specialize in installing fiber optic cable. I was like, awesome! Is there going to be a new ISP? So I a new, a new ISP moving into town is is Time Warner up, upgrading or what? I was going to call the company, but I didn't I didn't want to bother them, you know. Uh, so I emailed the town and hadn't heard back. But uh, Eric's girlfriend's father apparently said that Time Warner is upgrading their their lines around here. So hopefully that means they offer faster internet speed. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with all that stuff, but. It'd be great if we could get faster internet speed, it's, and I'd be willing to pay for it. It's good for you, you know? guys here in Endwell. Yeah, exactly. Newark Valley. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if the they're gonna make their trucks all the way out there, but probably not. It's not worth it. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, I'm still kind of optimistic that it's a new ISP moving into the area, but I really doubt that's that's gonna happen. It's fiber. It is, yeah, and so it should be faster. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Google Fiber's moving in. <laughs> Time Warner Fiber. <laughs> Yeah, they're com- competitor. Yeah, but like I said, I'd be willing to pay for faster internet. We just don't have it available here, so hopefully, hopefully, we will soon. Uh, I think that's everything. Yeah. Do you have anything you wanted to add, Will? Probably, but I can't think of anything. Yeah. So yeah, that'll do it for episode one forty four of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. Will. Thanks for listening, and get out of my basement. One, two, three.